1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Dolly Menga charged by the Scottish FA And looks set to be banned for two games After a headbutt on Ryan Christie Ryan Jack is the latest to withdraw from the Scotland squad We'll hear from the national team camp And Craig Sampson is hanging up the gloves And leaving St Mirren for a coaching role at Sunderland I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Yeah and the closest Premiership title fight in years Has been suspended for two weeks now Scotland trying to end years of absence from a major finals with these games against Albania and Israel. Ryan Jack, the latest player to pull out of the squad, Gordon. And it's just to let Alan McLeish know this evening that myself and Gordon DL are fit and available if he needs us. It will never be that desperate, trust, trust me. Uh, Gordon DL, it's only Tuesday night though. I think we're, we're still fine to look back on domestic action uh, with an eye on Scotland as well. I don't think we have to go full international mode just yet. No, I think everyone's still... Um Concentrating the weekend's football It was a good weekend A good weekend for Rangers Scoring 7 against Motherwell at home Bad weekend for us Motherwell supporters uh, Taking an absolute doing uh, With 10 men And uh, you know you look at uh, Across down the M8 Livingston Fantastic performance uh, Gritty Determination Everything deserved their point Although Celtic did Create the better chances So still a lot of talking points Okay the number for you To get in touch Is 0141 951 1025 And if you would rather tweet Then we are At Clyde SSB A number of topics To get through tonight So let us know What's on your mind First up tonight Roger Livingston striker Dolly Menga Has been charged with violent conduct by the Scottish FA um, Reports suggesting the club will accept a two-match ban for the player He's been cited for that apparent headbutt on Celtic's Ryan Christie During the 0-0 draw at the weekend um, We're well versed in the, the procedures now of The violent conduct So not seen by Kevin Clancy um, Or not seen fully The compliance officer then triggers that process Where the three former Category 1 refs review the footage And they have unanimously agreed that a red card defence has been missed So the notice of complaint goes out If it is to be a two-match ban He will miss games against Motherwell and Rangers Yeah, and one of the easier decisions of the season For these three former Category 1 referees, I would think um, The one thing that I still can't quite get my head round Is how Kevin Clancy can bring Dolly Menga and Ryan Christie over For the confrontation uh, Not even book Menga um, seemingly tail off Ryan Christie mm. And then a couple of days later Menga's done He will miss the two games I think everyone at Livingston has, has agreed You know that They'll have to take the sanction for this And we move on Yeah we watched the game Coming in um, on Sunday Gordon And uh, we were all In the greens here in the studio That he was very very lucky To stay on the pitch um, You can't get away with that It's silly uh, The lad played very well You've got to say he was a handful at times And he will be missed Because Livingston He's one of Livingston's best players He's an important player for them So he's going to be missed And it is stupidity from the player And Roger was saying there About how the referee Can't see that And act on that What's your take on it then? Was it Is that an easy decision? An obvious one for you? Or Have you got some sort of defence And you think that that was The wrong call? 01419511025 Please on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSP Roger, this goes back to this idea that you um, may see an incident But not 
fully see it Not see the part of the incident Which would constitute the sending off and, and like, that, Yeah, a bit like Darry and McKinnon And Alan Power yeah. in the Hamilton game Two or three weeks ago, yeah Because people, people mostly would accept That Kevin Clancy saw it In, in the sense that he was, he was looking in He that, was aware in that something had happened He just wasn't sure Of the exact yeah. Yeah, headbutt If you want to call it that you, you do wonder though Two linesmen, a fourth official And the referee and none of them can actually see it and get it right. Mm. Hugh and the guys quite critical of Kevin Clancy for his performance on Sunday out at the Tony Macaroni Arena. And once again, it seems to happen every week or every second week. It's a referee at the eye of the storm, and never really in a good way, Gordon. Uh, let's hear. Let's remind ourselves of, of Ryan Christie's take on it following that incident. He was the man right at the centre of it, of course. It was a bit of a strange one. I've been asked about it since, and I, I don't really know what to say. I, I, Seemed to come out of nowhere, and then obviously the referee talked to us. It sounded like, from what I was told, that the referee or some of the official had seen it. Obviously, it's up to them to to give the decision. I can't really say anything on it. But yeah, it was it was obviously a tough game, and there was there was plenty um, aggression shown throughout the game. So it was something we needed to kind of stand up to throughout the whole game. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. Have your say on the 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 Dolly Menga incident or anything else that's on your mind. Give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Lots of calls coming through already. Actually, Jim is a Rangers fan in Gartmore. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Not bad, Jim. Hi, What's Jim. your take on this thing? I just think the SFA are an absolute joke. In what way? After giving a guy a red card for attempting to stick a head in somebody, and somebody punches Candias last week and doesn't even get. A red card And Kandias get sent off uh, Right well I mean the Kandias one From from his point of view Is is completely separate But if you're talking about Anton Ferdinand Then what about that comparison Roger That Jim makes Well listen You, you can see the comparison's valid I believe Anton Ferdinand That incident was looked at By Claire White The compliance officer She put it forward To the three Category one Former referees And they Clearly Didn't reach Unanimity Therefore Anton Ferdinand Can't be done I think we've had a couple of callers On the show earlier in the season Talking about flashpoints Involving Alan McGregor I think one was against Christoph Adger In the Old Firm game The other was in the Aberdeen semi-final Why hasn't Alan McGregor Been done The cry went up Well Clearly the compliance officer Looked at it Forwarded it to the three Category 1 referees And they couldn't reach Unanimity they couldn't agree that it was worthy of a red card offence So no action was taken mm. against Alan McGregor For either of those flashpoints Nothing was done No sanctions for Anton Ferdinand For the flashpoint with Candias But the Dolly Menga one mm. Clearly in the eyes of these you know, Whatever three former referees it was this week Gordon, they believe he deserves a ban Say it again Jim If you raise your, raise your fist to someone Is that not intent? Um, yeah, I dare say it is Gordon Was there enough in the, the Anton Ferdinand one for you When he puts his arm round Candace mm. and you see that I, I, I can understand Jim's argument First and foremost Gordon He should never have been sent off the park We've argued that point We've discussed that um, Looking at Sunday um, I think that the SFA have called this right But it's all down to opinions As Roger touched on Three ex-referees could sit there one week And think no There's nothing here to punish and then you get this week They decide to give a too much ban So Jim, it's opinion Jim you've linked the two incidents together Let me try and separate them though If you if you forget about Candace and Ferdinand Just for a second Do you think Dolly Menga Should have been sent off For that at the weekend? I mean see He did motion his head to be Didn't he? Make contact You don't have to Well I think if, if you actually make contact 
it's more serious. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, I just mean in terms of the rules that you know that that's not a, a stipulation in terms of violent conduct, Roger. That there absolutely has to be conduct. It's, it's that you know they do take intent into. No, it's interesting. And, and listen, the SFA made a, a whole raft of changes to their disciplinary processes during the close season in conjunction with all the clubs. All the clubs knew what the changes were going to be in the system. And it's fascinating for us as each of these incidents comes up in isolation, Gordon, how they're being dealt with A by the compliance officer, who for me has actually done quite a good job since she came in. Um, she's certainly not being lazy. If you look at the, the disciplinary pages on the SFA website, it's not just the, the high profile premiership incidents she's de- dealing with. She's dealing with a lot of notices of complaint down the leagues. And she is forwarding a lot of flashpoints for this bank of former referees to look at. And if they say, no, I'm not sure that was a red card offence And there's nothing really more she can do about it So the clubs were in favour of this new system And if people don't like the way it's being implemented Then it's up to the clubs to change it again And a lot of people asking about this It wasn't violent conduct with the excessive force But it's also different to, to the head, Roger, as well That's that's and, where the and, distinction and this, comes This so keyword brutality that yeah. seems to have been brought into the, the disciplinary lexicon by the SFA mm. this season um, it, Listen I've always said, going back years, Gordon, you can never be sure of how the SFA will judge disciplinary cases. So, you know, you've asked me in the show, what do you think will happen tomorrow in this disciplinary case? You never put your neck in the line because when it's the SFA, anything can happen. Uh, Somewhere in a leafy Glasgow suburb, Hugh Keevans is grinning to himself into his glass of red because he was adamant that Dolly Menga... Would get banned for this He was so sure He wasn't willing to accept Any alternative So there we go He's, he's, yeah, he's, part, to, he's part of the way there You've got to see Hugh had a very good Sunday He stood there for about 30 minutes Saying Celtic would never score And he also <laughs> stood there Constantly And said That Menga would get a two game ban Well done to him What a week he's had as well Was it not his birthday yesterday? Mm. It was and Glenn Murray signed a new deal for Brighton today. <laughs> and we had the caller who called on Saturday and said that if Aberdeen win the cup, he was going to, um, what was the phrase, smooch the face off Hugh Keevans or something along those lines. A worrying thought, I'm sure you will agree. Thank you to Jim in Gartmore. Richard is next up. He's a Celtic fan from Dumbarton. What's your take on this Dolly Menga situation, Richard? Listen, I just think the incident on Sunday, it's been going on and on and on. The officials are four officials at games now. Being a football fan, a season ticket holder, and paying money to go to these away games, it's the fans on the day that have been cheated. It's been the four officials there. Clant, Mr. Clancy stops the game, pulls the players across. What about the linesman? He must have a clearer view than that. The stand side linesman, not so much, but the fourth official. It's happening week in, week out. The fans of these teams are getting shortchanged, and it's it's no cheap to go to Fitman now. It's quite simple. I was at a game last week in Auburn, the boy Herring for Hearts lashed out with a, a thuggery, a kick that Lewis Morgan. That's what can be described after and he was given a yellow card. Now, that incident was only 10 yards away from the fourth official and the stand side linesman. The fans are being cheated here. So the SFA, it's all right banning the guy now for two games. The game was on Sunday. Nothing was done about it. Why are we pulling this up? I coached football for 33 years with the youth. That wouldn't be allowed on the park doing the park. Never mind. And when you're paying the money for it, I'd just like you to take your take on that because at the end of the day, fans are getting fed up with it. It's week in, week out. Doesn't matter what team you support, it's happening all over the country. The officials need to step up the mark and be brave enough. It's all right saying they don't see it. They've got officials, use them. There are other guys on the touchline who see these things. 
we can see them out for the stands, they can see them. But Kevin Glancy must have seen someone, uh, something in Sunday enough to yeah. pull the two players yeah, over. He, he, didn't, also, he didn't see the sending off part of it. That's how this process right. comes into play. But also, referees, there are a lot of referees out there, they'll take advice, obviously, with their ear. But mm-hmm. if they think they're in charge of the situation, they will decide. Because at the end of the day, it's them that gets judged but, on it. If it's if they can't see it, if they're running away from it, then they've got to take the advice for the officials and act on it. But a lot of referees say, "Look, unless I'm, you know, I've not seen this at all, then I'll take charge of the full situation." But, and that's what happens. There will be fans up and down the country nodding at the radio as Richard's talking there, and I don't just mean Celtic fans like yourself, Richard, because you know, a few hours after that incident on Sunday, Stephen Robinson, the Motherwell manager, was complaining. About the match referee the, You know Daniel Candias of Rangers Missed the game Rangers fans There was Jim The previous caller Still yep. complaining about Daniel Candias Been wrongly sent off Neil McCann Before he was sacked by Dundee Felt aggrieved At a referee Who hadn't spotted a dive An alleged dive By Jordan Jones Steve Clark of Kilmarnock Complaining about Gary Dicker's red card Earlier in the season And a failed appeal there So club After club After club Has had Reason to complain about the standard of officiating in the Premiership this season. It's not just Celtic, it's not just Kevin Clancy, it's not just Dolly Menga at the weekend. You you mentioned the four officials, I mentioned the four officials earlier on the show actually, surely some of them should have seen them. But then yeah. again, there were six officials at Manchester City against Shakhtar Donetsk last midweek and none of them saw Raheem Sterling trip himself up. So it's not just Scottish refs. There we go. Uh, Richard, I, I take your point about, you know, it doesn't make any difference on the day. Celtic still had to play against 11 men. So, so why bother uh, pulling them up afterwards? But surely it's at least it's at least fair that if you can't get it right on the day, you, you try and still serve a punishment that's deserved. But these things, if they're, if they're dished out on the day, that's a punishment. Yeah, of course. But I just mean, if, it, if it's missed, you, it must still be better to at least deal with it retrospectively than not at all. If you're listening to Roger there, it's week after week, team after team, different games, and then it's, oh, we'll go to the three compliance officers, and they sit down, as Gordon says, oh, I don't think that was a sending off, oh, I do. The fans that paid the money on that day have been cheated, and football without fans is is nothing. You could do in a local park, you walk away with no fans if they're not a good game. The fans have been cheated in Scottish football, and we're good. Roger is right when you go down to Manchester last week. That was ridiculous how that penalty kick was given. And that's happening in games in Europe and on. We're watching it. Yeah, but in, you say, in R- Scotland. R- Richard, you say and you're right, football without fans is nothing. Aye. Football without referees is nothing as well. And we know that, but I, Gordon, it's week in, week out. And it's not just, I'm not just talking about it's not just in team, Scotland. You, you, you can look all, we, we watch a lot of football, whether it be, uh, and you, you, for instance, Southampton. Um, the lad up front What was his name again? Charlie Austin, Charlie Austin. I don't think he was too happy Was he? No no. But referees And they're full time Getting paid a lot of money Probably more than our referees They're making mistakes Week in week out Roger was talking there about You know It's not just Celtic and Rangers It's different I just think that sometimes And I know that People say Well we pay our money Referees can't get every decision right It's impossible and I just think they come in And they come in for a lot of stick For instance when It's noticeable See if a manager gets beat The first thing he goes for is a referee 
The referee. Not always. Well, most of, most of the time, Gordon. You know, let's blame the referee. Let's deflect the, the the blame away from myself, my tactics, my team picking today, what I decided to do. I'll go for a referee. Yes, referees make mistakes. Sometimes very bad ones, but they're only human. We get to see it. How many times we, we you sat in the studio or at the game, and the first thing you do is you look at. Uh, someone's iPad or whatever it may be or look at the, the TV cameras and watch it two or three times then make your mind up unfortunately referees don't get that opportunity and I know that I'm sticking up for them a little bit because I know how hard they work but they do make mistakes but everybody makes mistakes I mean Roger I, of course listen we're all idealists it would be great if referees got every single decision at the time But they can't And that's why this process exists To then yeah, dish out punishments look, which are deserved So absolutely. I think most, most people watch that And think that Dolly Menga should have been sent off at the time So surely the next best thing is, is what's happening I, today I 100% agree with you The next best thing is to do what's been done today The best thing would have been for Kevin Clancy or one of his officials Now I accept Kevin Clancy Is just a human The same as the rest of us Maybe his head was turned away At an angle But there's a team of Fourth officials Four officials yep. How can they all miss these things? It's happening too often um, You hear this You know Great uh, post-match interview With Charlie Austin Of Southampton At the weekend After his goal Was wrongly disallowed In the final analysis Look where Southampton are Those two points Could relegate Southampton Those two points that they didn't get could cost them a hundred million pounds. So, Charlie so, Austin, are you going to blame that on the referee? The goal that was disallowed. No, but you got to blame the fact that that could cost them a hundred million pounds no, in I'm, one decision over a season. If they're relegated, I bet that's what they say. But what I was going to say was Charlie Austin is right. For all the riches on offer in the English Premier League, they mm. need to bring in VAR, and I know all about the financial restrictions up here. But Steve Clark made the point earlier in the season. The technology exists to help referees get the decisions right. The sooner the technology is deployed, the better. 0141-951-1025. You can keep the calls coming on that one. We're going to hear from Rangers Scott Arfield as well. That's after the travel with Cassie. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to thompsons.com. It's Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have been exploring the breaking news about Dolly Menga. He's facing a two-match ban from the Scottish FA for that headbutt on Ryan Christie on Sunday. Lots of calls coming in on that. Keep them coming. But also, Rangers fans were about to hear Scott Arfield talking about chasing silverware at Rangers. So give us your thoughts. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde. SSB uh, Jordan is a Celtic fan In the Gorbals What's your take On the Dolly Menga Issue Jordan Yeah um, Disappointed you had made Earlier Gordon About is it better To take retrospective action um, Rather than not at all mm-hmm. um, I agree with that But I just think The way that we currently Are taking retrospective action Is wrong um, Because they missed The next two games um, So look at Dolly Menga For example Um Celtic wrongly had to play against Lovin men for a full half um, but he's now offered a two game ban and one of those two games is against Rangers so it's Celtic's rivals that are benefiting from a decision that went wrong against Celtic um, it happened earlier in the season as well with Jordan Jones yeah, that's right. um, that dived um, against Dundee won the penalty which won the game um, and it was he missed the following two games which was against Dundee's rivals Hamilton and mm. St Mirren 
Um, so why should uh, a club who is victim of a wrong decision, why should their rivals benefit? I think if you're taking this retrospective action, it should they should miss the next game against the club that was victims of the wrong decision. Um, it was just to see what your guys' views on that. Might seem like a bit of a... Uh... A bit of an extreme one, Jordan But I'm, I'm just trying to foresee potential problems Because if, uh, lots of people phone up with a similar theory And, and, and I, I do get where it's coming from But what if this happens in the last meeting of the season Between Celtic and Livingston And Livingston going to get relegated Dolly Menger never ever serves his suspension For headbutting someone Yeah, well that um, But again the, uh, so If that decision was to, stop, was to stop Celtic winning the league um, Or uh, a scenario similar to that, then it should be that club that is that, that is compensated for it next season. If, if then if a, a circumstance like that happens, then yeah, make himself a ban and his his new league. But um, if if they do stay up, and it should be then the club that they face that that uh, he, he misses out again. I know the point you're making, Jordan. I was going to say to you there that there's no there's no right answer to this. Actually, there is a right answer. The right answer is get the decision right in the first place. And and these problems arise because yeah, but many... you can't though. That's the problem. You simply can't do that all the time. So you have to then explore what to do when you don't get them right because it's impossible. And I'm not saying on this occasion that the ref shouldn't have handled it better, but we need to look for solutions rather than something yeah, that's like, never going to happen. Like, like, and listen, if you're looking for this kind of retrospective action, I think it does need to be in the next. Two games Because as you say What happens if this is the, the penultimate game of the season Or the third last game of the season Then the player's going to need To serve his suspension That season Because the way football Operates nowadays Players change clubs You know a lot of these players Change clubs every, every summer So it, it, it does need to be Sorted as quickly as possible Menga will miss The next two games And you know Jordan as you point out One of those games Is against Rangers The team He scored his only goal For Livingston against Gordon DL, I've heard some. We've had some creative solutions. It was, as Jordan on the phone quite rightly points out, this did come about earlier in the season with Jordan Jones and and uh, and there was one caller. I wish I could remember the name. Talking about having to play the, you know, the the remainder of that game or the, the same amount of time that you had eleven men with Ted, something along those lines. It was all very complex. I just don't know if there's a a one size fits all solution no, to this. No. Absolutely not um, Jordan's entitled to his opinion I don't think it's the right one um, You can't just decide Well hold on a minute Well he gets sent off against Celtic They play Rangers He's missing a game Can we do something about that? No, no. Well I, don't th- I think Jordan is speaking more generally as well Yeah but it's, it's, it's against Because Rangers are now challenging Celtic Just now with two points of difference You, you can't do that Gordon uh, You've just got to go with the flow If he's if he's suspended for two games, doesn't matter who's suspended against. He's just you've mm-hmm. got to serve your suspension. You can't. You, you don't mechanic ones. You be all over the place with that. Jordan, just if, let's cover off the cynical side of things. Would you care if his next two games were against Hamilton and St. Johnson? Would, would this be oh, an okay. issue for you, or is it because it's Rangers? No, probably not. I just think when it's, when it's direct, I can I can rivals um, because that. If, if, if um, he wasn't, uh, if, if he was sent off, um, Celtic could have then gone and not, quite likely not dropped two points. But the chances of Rangers dropping two points next week is significantly reduced with, with him not being in the team. Um, so I just think if they are taking the retrospective action, uh, why why should a, a, a club's rivals benefit from 
Okay, that was Jordan in the Gorbos. Thank you for your call, Jordan. 01419511025 to join in. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, this one's going to rumble on. I get that feeling. Let's hear from Scott Arfield, Rangers fans. Give us your take on this. Uh, they've moved two points to within, within two points of Celtic. Uh, Rangers and Scott Arfield says winning silverware was the reason he joined Rangers. He says they don't take notice of Celtic results. They just focus on their own matches and hope that that will help them climb the table. That's it. That's this football club. We're always we're always thinking about that. That's um, we need to be as close as possible going into um, kind of the end of December time and, and see what happens. But we're, we're here. This football club's built on success and, and tradition, and you know that's that's why that's why I signed up for this. That's why the boys have signed up for us to to be successful and and be um, and bring the glory days back to this club. I think it was 15 new faces or even more than that and as well as a new manager and his staff as well so it took a lot of time to, to keep building but I think it uh, kind of shows what we've got um, not just as football players or pe- football people but just, just human beings to come together and, and really take this and, and try and make this, this uh, the best club that it's been in, in many, many years so it was up to us to do that as a, as a team and, and as men and I think we've, I think we've came very close to it personally I wasn't aware of the, the result until, um, until after, the, after the game about the Celtic it's not it's no something that, we, that we, we're focused on whatsoever it is what it is there's going, to be, there's going to be many times that we'll have good days they'll have good days we'll have bad days and so will they so our focus is completely on this football club and, and to make it the best as possible obviously Scott Harfield's a Canadian international this reminds me earlier of someone in the office who obviously doesn't know enough about these things and said does Scott Harfield sound Canadian? And I guess that that's the answer mm. there, Roger. Um, but what, what about the, the weekend, Gordon? Like I say, Tuesday night, we've still got a bit of an eye on the weekend as well. I know it was tough for you and your fellow Motherwell fans. Yeah. I'm sorry to bring it back up. Um, but that was an absolute doing, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, Scott Arfield saying there that he didn't know the result. Well, Stephen Gerrard did. Um, and he must have said it in the dressing room. But some players tend to just... You know, focus on the the job ahead. Focus on playing against Motherwell. Uh, he had a he had a great Sunday. Uh, good goals. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good signing for Rangers. I think he's an important player. He's come in for a bit of criticism, which uh, early on, which I found very, I couldn't understand that too much. Um, but after it went, Tavernier put the penalty on Gordon down to ten men. Rangers. It was it was a case for mother. We'll just get this game over with because as it was going on and on and on, your finger was getting sore on that button, pressing the button four goals and some like sixteen minutes or something. Uh, it was a long, long afternoon. But the Rangers fans went home delighted. Seven goals, great entertaining entertainment, good football. So you couldn't ask for any better. And closing the gap to two against Celtic. Well, and, and domestically, that's Stephen Gerrard's best weekend so far. Coming back. From a, a painful defeat in Moscow on Thursday night On the Saturday he's seen Hearts lose at home On the Sunday he's seen Celtic drop points at Livingston And then he's seen his own team go out and score seven goals um, You listen to Scott Arfield There seems a determination about the team this season But they've got nine league games, Gordon Between now and the winter break Among those nine games Two against the Berlin One against Hearts One against Aberdeen and one against Celtic at Ibrox in December 29. If Rangers, after those nine games, are still just two points off the pace at the top of the league, then I think it's the time for Scott Arfield to be talking about silverware and about pushing for honours, because this it, this is a hugely significant nine-game run in the league. And there's a couple of Europa League games to throw in there as well, of course. But you know, if Rangers can stay where they are, 
for the winter break, then you know Scott Arnfield's words they could have a you know they, they they could turn out to be correct. Yeah, it's a big it's a big month coming up. Uh, Roger was saying there about the, the the games; they're all very difficult games. But in the eyes of the Rangers supporters just now and the manager and the players, they're winnable games. Uh, but it's going to be difficult. I've I've said that, um, and I'll stick by it. Because um, I'm not going week to week And a lot of people are The minute Celtic drop points on Sunday And Rangers win 7-1 Everybody's on shouting Well that's us We can win the league I've never thought that I think this year is just about building And the best uh, best chance for silverware In my opinion Is the Scottish Cup And you need to have a little bit of luck To win that as well uh, 01419511025 is the number you need We are also on Twitter of course At Clyde SSB Next up is Steve Who's a Rangers fan from Kirkcaldy Steve at this um, junction in the season If you like the, the third international break Just before that festive period What's the, the Rangers report card looking like? Um, improving I think had, had quite a difficult spell during the season Lost points we shouldn't have But overall improving I take it I mean Listen three points is, 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 is three points at the end of the day But the manner of that win on Sunday Does that give you extra cause for optimism? Um, I think it's a fact that we stuck in there. You know, things didn't go well for a five, ten minute period, but we stuck in there, and that, that's what's pleasing. Um, builds confidence. Uh, Gordon DL has been much, much debate on uh, this station and others. That that motherwell penalty, even with your claret and amber glasses on, are you still going penalty against? Yeah, I think Carl the ref- I think the referee got it uh, bang on, Gordon. And it wasn't the turning point because Rangers started very well, got the early goal. We always touch on. Yes, mother will go back in the game. You've got to say, horrific defending by by Rangers. It was shocking defending, um, but they get back in the game. But Ibrox and just the way things were going, watching some of the pictures coming in, Rangers were really starting to, you know, play some nice football, very fast moving football. They were always going to create chances. You can look back and think, well, they were playing against ten men. Sometimes that's more difficult because they just park the bus. But they absolutely destroyed Motherwell. And Motherwell were lucky to go out seven. Uh, Steve, did you have another point about referees? Yeah, well, I was enjoying the, the programme tonight and I was listening to a couple of Celtic fans that were on before me. And it's not going to often agree with them, but the first guy made a lot of sense about saying that they were cheated by poor refereeing. And then the second guy came on and made a ridiculous point about uh, players that get sent off missing the game against the club that, the, you know, the, that, that got sent off against. Um, doesn't they think though that when a player gets sent off or when they're playing against Rangers that they too miss a Celtic game? Well, if you're taking that to its logical conclusion, Steve, then that probably would be the case. But listen, God makes the the right point. The the only way this retrospective action is going to work is if the players miss the subsequent games. Therefore, on this occasion, Dolly Menga misses games against I think it's Motherwell and Rangers, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Previously, when it was Jordan Jones sent off, uh, or retrospectively done for the alleged simulation at Dens, he missed games against Hamilton and St Mirren, who happened to be Dundee's rivals near the bottom. But I don't think there's any other way of administering these bans, is there? Final word to you on this, Steve. No, well, I think that the, the, fourth, the rest of the officials around about the referee, they have to contribute more to the game. They can't do it all on his own. I think that's the big problem. I mean, we we know this, Roger, now for a number of years about the lines of communication. The you know they're all mic'd up and all the rest of it. So there gets to a point where you simply have to assume a couple of things, and you have to assume that 
um, It wasn't only the referee But that his assistant Again may have seen The coming together But doesn't see the part of it Which would have resulted In the yeah, red card and, and, You, just, and listen, you have back, to read between the lines It goes back to a sort of hobby horse that, that, Why can't officials Come out And explain, and explain decisions After games Because We're all You know we're debating this We've debated it since 6 o'clock But we wouldn't need to debate it if Kevin Clancy was allowed to come out after the game and say, listen guys, I, I was actually looking across something else. I, I knew something happened out the corner of my eye, but I didn't quite see what it was. Uh, my linesman was making sure the throw-in was taken at the appropriate place. My fourth official was trying to separate the coaches in, in the technical area. If only they would be able to tell us, then it would be far easier for everyone. Big thanks to Steve in Kirkcaldy. If you want to join him, it's 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch in two ways. We've got the phones, of course, and Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Are you quite finished over there? That was Cassie. That microphone, I can. You're right. here. Go on. Um, that would be great if you could stop moving that microphone. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Just giving everyone a headache. 01419511025 in the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. We're going to take more of your calls very soon. Robbie is a Celtic fan, wants to talk about January transfers on the line. We'll get to him in just a second. Let's see if Andrew McLean is with us because Andrew's in Paisley, the simple digital arena, and the world champions are in town, Andrew. Explain. Yeah, it's not often the world champions come to Paisley, is it? But here they are. The USA are taking on Shelley Kerr, Scotland at the Simple Digital Arena in a friendly tonight. What a year it's been for Scotland as well after they qualified for the World Cup and it's the holders that they're facing tonight. The USA are unbeaten in the last 27 matches. They've got a squad littered with some of the biggest names in the women's game and their win last time out against Portugal was the 500th in their history. This is exactly the type of challenge that Scotland will be facing in France next year at the World Cup. So you think this is the perfect opportunity for Shelley Kerr to take stock and see exactly where her squad are at. They line up at a 4-2-3-1 tonight. Lee Alexander in goal, a back four of Chloe Arthur, Rachel Corsi, Jennifer Beattie and Hayley Lauder. The two holding midfielders are Joanne Love and Caroline Weir, while Fiona Brown, Erin Cuthbert and Claire Emsley are behind the lone striker Jane Ross. Scotland here will be hoping to beat the record crowd of just over 4,000 that came here to watch them against Switzerland in a qualifier. Kick-off is at 7.15. Uh, thank you to Andrew McLean. He's watching uh, on with interest tonight I'm sure you can hear All the updates in the morning On Radio Clyde News On that one Robbie's a Celtic fan in Dublin What's your point tonight Robbie? Hi panel How are you? All Hi, good Robbie. All good You haven't started talking about International football yet Have you this week? <laughs> not, not quite Robbie Don't, I, well, I said at the start, no. start We've not gone full international So you're fine to talk club football <laughs> I'm scared I'm scared I've seen enough of the Republic of Ireland This year I don't want to talk about or see any more international football. <laughs> well, we're not doing um, too much better, so you're in good company. No. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Um, no, um, yeah, just uh, uh, to, to touch on the, the re- recent uh, contracts there with, with Nitchum and um, Ryan Christie, and especially Ryan Christie. Um, see the turnaround in him, and after he, you know, he's after getting his uh, contract extensions, so he's, you know, he's going to be full of encouragement and, you can only see him getting better again now with the security of another few years on on his uh on his under his belt. But um as far as uh targets are, are talked about, the transfer targets, I think personally, uh right back and centre half are the two main positions Celtic need to concentrate on. Um 
like I don't know which he touched on it there a few weeks back, but like uh, a loan signing these days is nearly as good as a permanent transfer. Like you know, you're you're getting players you now for well, you know, for two years and whatever, and uh, the way things are going, like players are signing one one year and they're they're gone then again, but whatever year year and a half down the down the line, this these days of a player signing for four or five years like are, are gone. You know, I'm sure everyone would nearly agree there. Um, but uh, you know, it's great to see him and Christie sign, but it's Boyata, like you know, that's that's who all the Celtic fans really want to see signing a, a long-term contract and. Uh, like being honest, like you know, he's is he going to be there after January? Like, I'd like to think so, but you know, you, you can't can't hold your hat on that. Um, uh, Lustig's been, you know, he's, he, you can see Celtic fans fighting for this and that, yeah. like, but you know, he's he's been a great servant the last few years, like for Robbie. Celtic, I but. I agree with you and uh, Lustig. Um, you can't argue with the the service. He's still going strong, but I think for Celtic to get a bit of cover in there. I know that uh, young Ralston is the next one online. Is it time for cover or is it time for blatantly a number one right back who goes in instead uh, of Mikel Lustig? My opinion again, Gordon, I think it's someone Because they've got cover, have they not? I've, Christian I've, Gamboa and whoever okay, else. Okay, I'll, I'll stick my neck in the line. I think it's someone I have said now for a few months that I think the Celtic need a better quality in there now. Um, I think uh, let every Celtic supporter out there that you know, the service that Lustig has given, but he just seems that, you know, what's the saying in football, your legs have gone a little bit, uh, and I think they just need a different option in there, and I'll I'll be, be very surprised if Celtic don't strengthen that department in January, whether they go for centre-halves, because they've got a few centre-halves in there, Benkovic, Bayat is a big one, as Robbie is saying there, we want, everybody wants to know, is he staying or is he going? Because he's a big part of Brendan Rodgers' plans. And they two together as a partnership, I think is as good as going about. Yeah, and listen, there are a few things Brendan Rodgers could address in January. Right back, Celtic fans have phoned this show for the last two or three windows looking for a right back to, to take over the mantle from Michael Lustig. Centre half, as Robbie says, you know, Benkovic at the minute is only on a season-long loan. Boyata at the minute is only under contract to the end of the season. They are Celtic's first choice centre-half pairing. So if both were to go at the end of the season, that would cost Celtic an issue. So is that an issue that is addressed in January, either by making a bumper offer to keep Boyata or by trying to do what was done with Patrick Roberts in the past, arrange for it for a longer loan could, deal for I mean, Benkovic? Could that even be done? Do, do, is, is Boyata open to that at all? Mm. Do you think? The, the, the thing I would say, Roger, can it be done January or the summer? I think that most managers and clubs now, January's not the greatest transfer. No, I'm talking about this offer for Boyata, Roger, saying, you know, try, at least try with with a bumper offer. I mean, is, is that still a possibility? Or is, no, you don't know is he going at some try. point? You don't know until you try. The other thing I was going to say was with the injury to Daniel Arzani, there isn't a lot of cover out wide in the right for, for James Forrest. You know, in the past it was James Forrest or Patrick Roberts. I think the hope for Brendan Rodgers this season was it was going to be James Forrest or Daniel Arzani. Now it's James Forrest. So would you look at bringing in someone there? And Is Lewis Morgan not ready to fill that? Well, they come on in Sunday and played in that. Yeah, role I've always seen Lewis more than more as a left-sided player. Mm. But listen, he, he might be an option in the right. And, and purely in a numbers game, the Celtic need another striker because the only two in the premises are Edward. And Griffiths And there's still no sign of Griffiths Being back near the first team at the minute So the Celtic need Even just someone to cover 
In case something happens to Edward I thought you were about to go back down a Patrick Roberts to Celtic route there so Given these stories that he's, he's yeah, ending his long term with Girona, Girona. I, Listen, you, can, you, can we do that again? You could How many nights on this show out. did we speak about that, honestly? Uh, Robbie, do you want to come back in? Yeah, um, just touching um, Could you give me up there Anthony Ralston, is, is he still in the picture? I haven't been really keeping an eye on the reserve games and stuff as yet, um, I mean, he's he's there, Roger. You know, he was he was close. He was close there, but obviously he's gone back on the pecking order. And um, uh, you know, he was he was this big king coming and stuff like. Is, like, has anyone been following him? Like, or is, uh, has he just has he just you know? He's, he's been back in the bench. Gone back into No, he's been back in the bench two or three times recently. I know he did have an injury. Christian Gamboa had moved ahead of him again in the pecking order. But it, listen, it's like we always say. All you can do with a player is give them the opportunity and it's up to them to grab the opportunity. You touched on Ryan Christie there. Ryan Christie, nobody was really convinced that he had a Celtic future. His contract was coming to an end at the end of the season. Couldn't get in the team. And then circumstances allowed him back into the team in a slightly different role. And he's been outstanding in the last month. So much so that Celtic have given him a new three-year deal. So if Tony Nelson gets a chance between now and the end of the season... A bit like Ryan Christie, it's up to him to take that chance. Yeah, I like uh, Ralston. I've watched him uh, a few times when he's he started with Celtic. He's um, he's a good young player, Gordon. And he must look at the opportunity now. He must need to kick on. But with Celtic and Brendan Rodgers, you've got to be doing it day in, day out at training. You've got to be in the manager's face, showing him, look, I'm waiting for my opportunity, like Ryan Christie. Uh, so it's up to the young lad to go and say You don't need to get in the transfer market You've got a replacement here But as Brendan Rodgers Think that he's a lad he, To take them the next step With Tierney in the, the left hand side uh, Robbie started off by talking about Olivier and Cham's recent contract um, There have been a couple of others of course as well Recently Rodgers So some th- sometimes these do come in, in little bursts Don't they when, when yeah. clubs try and Sit down with, with a clear plan at, at Tying up those that they want to keep and what it does, it protects the club because Encham is now in a longer deal again. So if anyone, a Porto or a team in France or a team in Spain or England come looking for Encham, they would have to pay top dollar. And it shows how much, it shows the player how much he's appreciated by the club because undoubtedly he will be earning more money now than he was when he first came to the club. Um, he's done very well, unfortunate to be out injured just now. But he has you Ryan Christie as well It's the same isn't it Same situation He's developed At a rate I think Which which Celtic would have Expected him to develop They always had high hopes for him They paid a lot of money for him You know at the time Four and a half million pounds Was a lot of money at that time It's obviously been eclipsed By his friend Odson Edward But you know Celtic had high hopes for him And He's shown in big games What he can do Thank you to Robbie In Dublin Lots still to come In the second half Of tonight's show Ryan Jack Has withdrawn From the Scotland squad The latest In a long line Of withdrawals And we're going to hear From the Scotland camp And uh, we're also going to look At Craig Sampson Who's retired uh, To head down south And join Jack Ross As a goalkeeping coach But first This Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday Saturday. It's time for Beat the Pundit and just for coming on to play tonight, even if you get a zero, even if you're hammered by Roger or Gordon, you will still win yourself two tickets to Chris Boyd's testimonial match on Saturday the 17th at Rugby Park. Uh, it's a Kilmarnock Heroes against a Rangers Euro 11. So, you know, Kilmarnock Heroes, obviously, and then guys like uh, Ali McCoist, 
uh, Charlie Adam, Peter Lovencrantz, our very own Alex Ray involved in that as well. Pedro Mendes was another name I saw mentioned. Anyway, beat the pundit as usual. 01419511025. Give us a call and do it quick. You only have until the news at seven o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Into the second hour of tonight's show with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna joining me, Gordon Duncan. We'd love for you to join us as well. Give us your thoughts, please, on a couple of things. We want to look at Craig Sampson. Come on, St Mirren fans. You must have been pretty shocked by that news this afternoon that he's hanging up the gloves and heading to Sunderland to be a coach. Um, and also Ryan Jack pulling out of the Scotland squad. They're dropping like flies. Give us your take on why. 0141-951-1025. We'll get to that next. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for tonight's Beat the Pundit Roger and Gordon are both ready And one of them is going to be up against Will Who's a Kilmarnock fan from Govan How are you tonight Will? Yeah I'm not too bad, how's yourselves? Yeah not too bad at all, thank you And of course Will, just for getting through Like I mentioned, you are a Kilmarnock fan You would think we did that on purpose But we didn't, it's the luck of the draw Uh, You're off potentially to the Chris Boyd testimonial match This Saturday the 17th A pair of tickets for you, does that sound good? Uh, it's, it's perfect for me Good stuff But listen That's that's you only halfway there You need to come on and, and try and win Beat the pundit So I'm going to toss the coin Heads you're up against Roger Tails you're up against Gordon DL And it is Tails Gordon DL Up I, against Will From Govan I play Well I've been One defeat In the calendar year Three Or four Or seven actually <laughs> One will So you need to get a few right mate You're not very good in the calendar are you? No Exactly <laughs> you, well, Depends what calendar it was I, I thought Gordon Dale was on the phone last night I thought he was a contestant The question was in which year of the noughties Oh I heard And it. the contestant said 1990 <laughs> I thought it was you I thought it was you under right, a fake come name Come on Let's give right, Will a ball Let's give you some play too So that you can't hear what Will is saying And we'll get the clock ready Will you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head uh, remember you can pass But here is your chance To beat the pundit Will you ready? Yep Ready Livingston's Bobby Burns Has been called up To which international squad? Northern Ireland Who scored his first goal For Rangers In the 7-1 win Against Motherwell? Uh, pass Which team's stadium Has the biggest capacity In Scottish League 2? Uh, Annan Who was the Scottish Premiership's top scorer Last season? Uh, who scored Kilmarnock's Kom- oh, winner against Hearts on Saturday? These are right up your street. Uh, Ross Mallon. Who was announced today uh, the most recent person to withdraw from the Scotland squad? Uh, Ryan Jack. Okay. <laughs> they were tailor made for you. Well, let's see how, how well <laughs> Gordon DL does. Gordon, are you ready? Yeah, go. Will got 14 now. Brilliant. Flying. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Same set of questions to you. Let's do it. Livingston's Bobby Burns Has been called up To which international squad? Northern Ireland Who scored his first goal For Rangers In the 7-1 win Against Motherwell? Uh, Gresta Which team's stadium Has the biggest capacity In Scottish League 2? League 2? Pass Who was the Scottish Premiership's Top scorer last season? Uh, Dunbelly Who scored Kilmarnock's winner Against Harps on Saturday? Uh, Millen and who is the most recent player to have dropped out the Scotland squad? Ryan Jack. Okay. <laughs> Will's a Kilmarnock fan. <laughs> like three Kilmarnock questions. Well, there was a couple anyway. How do you think it went, Will? 
Uh, I think I think it was actually close. I think it was close. Let's yeah. find out. Not how a tiebreak. Close. <laughs> Let's go through. Livingston's Bobby Burns has been called up to which international squad? It is Northern Ireland. You both got that. Well done. So you, you're off to a flyer. One all. Who scored his first goal for Rangers in the seven-one win against Motherwell? It was Gresda. Two-one to Gordon DL. Which team stadium has the biggest capacity in League Two, Roger? Queen's Park. Queen's Park. They play at oh. Hampden. Oh, of course. Of course. A wee trick one. Sneaky. Trick one, Will. Trick one. This is where Will, the Kilmarnock fan, sort of, uh, comes yeah. into his own a little bit. Who is the Scottish Premiership's top scorer? Chris Boyd. Last season, it was Chris Boyd. Uh, and you didn't get it. So, uh, Will goes one up. No, no, no. Two, two. I was wondering. Yeah, sorry, one. you're right. Sorry, yes, it's too old. <laughs> uh, who scored Kilmarnock's winner against Hearts on Saturday? It was Ross Millen. Yeah. You both got that. Who is uh, the most recent player to have dropped out the Scotland squad? It is Ryan Jack. Don't tell me to say <laughs> it's that. It's a tiebreaker. No. You both got it. Right. <laughs> and I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm wondering who's got the upper hand here. I know you're a Kilmarnock fan, Will, but you're from Govan. Gordon's, Gordon's got good experience down this neck of the woods. Let's Give see Will how we another get Kelly fa- uh, question. No, it's not another Kilmarnock question. It's right, okay. so, oh, no, it's not like, right. Anyway, uh, Will, I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to get Gordon to write down his answer <coughs> and show me it, and I'll then tell you to give me your attempt, all right? Yeah. <coughs> question is this In what year did Auchinleck Talbot. You're a, big, you're a big Glen Afton got man that. Of course I've got this In what year did Auchinleck Talbot Win the first of their 12 Scottish Junior Cups Gordon DL Write down your answer please Doesn't even un- understand the question Will I can tell by the way He's looking at me Right hold up please Okay Will In what year did Auchinleck Talbot Win the first of their 12 Junior Cups What would you go for? Uh, 89 Will says 1989 Gordon DL says 19. 19- Fifty-four. We've been going for years. The answer is nineteen forty-nine. Oh, Will he's oh, He doesn't win many tiebreakers. <laughs> Will, but he's done it this evening. Hard lines. <laughs> he was in the bench for the opposition. Yeah. He should know. Unlucky, Will. <laughs> well played. Listen, oh, anyway, Will, you're I'm a winner. You're track. a winner already because you've got yourself a pair of tickets to Chris Boyd's testimonial this weekend. That sound good. That's brilliant Thanks very much right, Good man That was Will And uh, I think we're going to Keep that going uh, All throughout the rest Of the week Chris Boy's testimonial 17th of November That's this Saturday At Rugby Park A one o'clock kickoff. Various uh, Big name players I mentioned some of them The likes of Valley McCoy Charlie Adam uh, Pedro Mendes Quite a few So, And by the way If you want to just buy them £10 and £5 The ticket office At Rugby Park Or comarnockfc.co And all UK, those people so. Who moan it Chris Boyd Every week And say it looks slow Get down there on Saturday <laughs> afternoon And they'll look like Jordan Jones for the day uh, Yeah that, that'll be, that, that, Alex Ray told me that when he got announced He was he was, You know he's like Competitor I'm going to get out running every day I'm going to be fit for this This is my And he's, he's not but he's, he's not managed it So we'll see what kind of nick he's in On Saturday Right let's hear from you On Ryan Jack's withdrawal From the Scotland squad Not that in itself I mean if he's injured he's, he's pulled out That's fair enough But why on earth Are they all dropping Like flies 01419511025 That's the most recent news Today Roger um, He did Turn up Did did everything You have to do In a sense Reported for duty um, But his knee injury Flared up It is the latest blow Of course Craig Gordon Stephen O'Donnell Charlie McGrew Kevin McDonald They've all withdrawn Since the original squad Was named And that's not even to mention Some of the other guys Who've got some Issues as well Well Lee Griffith Stephen Naismith John Souter Christoph Benner Paul Hanlon All potential Call-ups All injured as well um, I think if you ask Alan McLeish and Peter Grant They have sympathy For the guys who are injured The guys who Tend to turn up Not in this time Because of You know Medical circumstances They can't play 
I, I think the sympathy begins to wane a little bit towards the others, the ones who are fit to play, the ones who play week in, week out for their clubs, but choose not to come and play for their country. And it'll be interesting to see going forward, um, you know, how much of this continues for Scotland because international football isn't what it was. A lot of these guys who play in the English Premier Leagues are getting thirty or forty thousand pounds a week. Scotland can't give them that. So their priorities, probably quite naturally, lie with their clubs. They'll play with their clubs, they won't play with their countries. Scotland, we talked about this last week, Gordon, it's not the only country to be afflicted by this. Countries all around the world are finding that club football now, because of the money within it, is the priority for a lot of players. And that is to the detriment of the Scottish national team and lots of other teams, I'm afraid. 01419511025. Tell us what you think. Here's Alex McLeish explaining uh, Ryan Jack's withdrawal. Yeah, Ryan's out. He played the whole game for Rangers the other day there. And um, unfortunately, he's picked up an injury. So it's just one of these things that happens, and which is is what you know why we wait late on the Sunday because of the Sunday games. So that's unfortunate, Ryan, uh, getting back in the Rangers team, and uh, obviously it's something to offer the squad as well in different positions. Uh, Gordon, listen, it's impossible to predict whether he would have have played or not. Mm-hmm. But at a time where we're still looking to to perhaps get the balance right about that sort of holding midfield role or shore things up a little bit it certainly would have been a good option to have Yeah, uh, I was listening to Alec Ray who was at Ibrox on Sunday for um, the programme, Gordon and he said that he he played very, very well Um, he's had a few injuries, a lad Um, he's got that discipline about him in the middle of the park is he my favourite player? No, he's not Um, but everybody's got players that they like and they don't like I don't mean I don't like him, but I just think that um, it's not going to be the difference. No disrespect to Ryan Jack, it's, he's not going to be the difference whether we win the group or not. Uh, Johnny Russell has been speaking today. He says that nothing would get in the way of him wanting to play for Scotland. Alex McLeish, as we said, has now faced nine call-offs for the squad to face Albania and Israel. Uh, but Russell says travelling from Kansas isn't an issue for him. I was out of the squad for so long, and I said I would do anything um, to be back in and. People have brought up the distance before, but I've said that you know it's not a, a distance that I wouldn't travel to come back and play for my country. So it's you no, know, it's it's not something that would ever you know would, would ever stop me. Because Ken, Kenny Miller says it just got too much for him, and then coming to Vancouver, the mm. international setup is that you're a long way away from that mindset mm. at the moment. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's a it's a lot further for him to travel from Vancouver. I think it's like five hours from me. So it's no, that's I can I can understand. Know where he's coming from. Um, it can be difficult to travel, uh, especially when you've been doing it all season. But it's, you know, I spent so long out of the squad that I would never do anything to jeopardise being on it again. So is it disappointing when you're making the trip across the Atlantic to represent your country and there are guys who have been asked to be included, who have asked not to be included, who are playing in England? Is, is that a bit disappointing? Uh, no, I think the the guys that who have pulled out the squad as far as I'm aware of, are all injured um, or have injuries so you know it's you know, guys pull out for you know whatever reason to do but I think the you know the guys that want to be here um, and the guys that I know of are injured so it's you know it's, it's not something that I've really thought about to be honest 
Yeah, that's the thing, Roger. This is not about Ryan Jack or anything. Ryan Jack's no. injured and he pulled out the squad. He turned up and he was a set. That, that's fine. I think just generally, though, when you look at the the overall picture, we're clearly getting way more withdrawals than we used to. And it's just nice to hear Johnny Russell talking about how much it means to him and how you know nothing would stop him. Certainly not the distance from yeah. from well, Kansas. Well, listen, I think too much can be made of this journey from Kansas. I've, I've seen the film. You just click your heels and you're oh, home. Dear, oh uh, dear, oh dear. You know, it, it's great for Johnny Russell. To, Where is Mark? Where is Mark <laughs> It's great that Johnny does come back, and he, he must be in the frame for a start. You know, Lee Griffiths, Stephen Naismith, one or other would probably have led the line in Albania on Saturday night. Neither is available to Alec McLeish. So. You know, who who does start? Is it Johnny Russell? Is it Stephen Fletcher who's back in the squad? Is it Oliver McBurney who's scoring goals at Swansea? Does his pal Callum Patterson mm. scoring mm. goals for Cardiff 3 in the last four games in the English Premier League? Is it Matt Phillips who's played that lone role up front before? So for me, that's Alec McLeish's yeah. biggest dilemma between now and Saturday. Who leads the line? I don't know what that makes you, Dorothy. Tin man, scarecrow, oh, take your pick. Ridiculous. I've got to work with this standard. Um, I agree with Roger. I think Alex's uh, biggest decision two things formation, because once again, we'll have the big uh, questions how do you get the two best players in the what team? What would you do? Uh, I would certainly play the two players, I'd find a formation to suit the two players. Um, up front, I'm tend Johnny Russell's a decent player and he's shown his loyalty by travelling and want to be involved in it. But with the players that they've got, Roger, I just think they might go for experience in Fletcher. Um, I, I think Fletcher knows the international scene. Um, he can score goals. He can, you know, he can work away up up front, up front for us. It gives us a bit of height, not bad near. I think Alec will go for experience, but. He has to go for a team that can pick up six points And I think we can do that as much as all the call-offs So one four one nine five one one zero two five to get involved We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, John is a Motherwell fan from Motherwell Are you over that yet, John, from the weekend? No, not really um, But the thing that I can't believe is The emphasis on Rangers winning 7-1 And, it's, and Gordon, he totally... I can't believe that you turn around and say, oh, guy, that's a definite penalty. Oh, the referee got it correct. Mm-hmm. You know, how is a man supposed to slide tackle with his arms at his side? And the first one, a booking, I don't see where the booking is. That's a wee guy falling over and rolling about as if he's been polaxed. So I just kind of get where you see that that's a red card and that you think that Rangers would have went on to win that game comfortably anyway. So John, I can't I, I can't get what you see the fact is I've never mentioned red card. I said it was a penalty kick. Where I will agree with you is I certainly didn't think the the yellow oh, card you said the referee on, got it right. I thought it was a penalty, penalty kick. Means. Yeah. I thought it was a penalty. Yeah, I didn't no. I didn't is think that it a penalty? Went, I know on, you John. didn't make slide tackles in your life, but Never. the fact of the matter is you can't slide tackle with your hands at your side, and his hands actually know any wider than his body. Well, he's, well, you, you actually no. Hold well, on, you say I think the referee got it right. Sending off the penalty, everything about it. It was just pure junk. And as long as you're condoning these referees, we're going to be stuck with them forever. Stephen Robinson, John, didn't have too many problems with the, the yeah, second yellow. I don't think it was, it was the first one he was angry well. about. No, the first one, if, we, if 
That's my point. Standing there applauding a player getting sent off a penalty against him for nothing. You know, he's standing there clapping in his face. Are you guys despicable? Anyway, who's even going to mention him? John, that's my point. You, Stephen Robinson agrees with you that the second, uh, that the first yellow card shouldn't have been a yellow, but he didn't really have any problem with the second one. So, what's his bias on this front? I don't, well, I never heard it. I don't normally listen to this You only heard this On the way down to the, my kids' football Oh it's good to have you and anyway Maybe we'll keep you in the future No, no I actually see it as being The, the old firm show Basically to be perfectly honest with you But I can't see how Stephen Robinson can turn on If Stephen Robinson thinks that His allegiance must be Somewhere else as well So <laughs> maybe it's time That he should In general but, terms John what, what like Stephen Robinson But for him to turn on And say that's a penalty That's his eyes are painted on. What do you make gen- so generally, John? What do you make of Craig Thompson's performances when he takes Motherwell games? No, see Craig Thompson in general. Craig Thompson shouldn't be allowed to referee football. I just think he should be told away, and retire, go away. Along with Willie Collum, along with Bobby Madden, along with the majority of them. To be perfectly honest with you, John, what are you We're doing at the weekend? Because we need a couple of referees next weekend. A week on Saturday. Because you've just sacked Sorry? every one of them. You sacked all our top uh, referees. Sorry, say again? I say, what are you doing uh, a week on Saturday? Because we need referees. You've just sacked them all. No, I'm too old, actually, Gordon. I'm the same age as you. I'm not old. The fact of the matter is, John, I'm I not step out of Fir Park every week. Mm-hmm. I step out of Fir Park every week, as does everybody. And we discuss the referee. Nobody discusses football anymore. So you're the blaming the referee for the 7 1 defeat against Rangers on Sunday. You're putting that down solely to the referee. No, no, Man. no. But how you can how you can turn around and say that Rangers would have went on and won that game comfortably, regardless of whether we're getting a player sent off or no? Rangers have made nosebleeds in Wishy General this this season <laughs> when teams have come back at them. Imagine Gordon had a nosebleed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Behave that. <laughs> where, where are, well, I agree with I agree with John in one, John in one point. I don't think there's any need for that. Um, I agree with him the one point, um, the first booking, but it was consistent. Foul and he was going to get booked, but to say that that's not a penalty kick. If put it this way, if that had been at Ibrox on Sunday and it was up the other end of the park, John would be on mm. here screaming that as, was a stonewall penalty as a kick. Fan, Daz, do you think Carl McHugh has a disciplinary issue because that's a couple of red cards now in the last month? He's again now going to be unavailable for I think more than one game. Alan Campbell probably come back in. Will, will McHugh will McHugh struggle to get back into the team? I, th- I think he, he, I think he tries to take too much on, um, and, and just settle, instead of settling down and playing to the formation and the position of the team, he, he, he gave up the captaincy because he's come in for a lot of criticism as well. So that was a good thing, but he's got to just get that discipline. He was all over the place. He was consistently fouling, and to say that. That's not a penalty mm. kick. Uh, even me, Motherwell fan, I can't believe. It. Thank you to John and Motherwell, who's finally figured us out. We're anti Motherwell in here. I knew it. I knew it was mm. always a, always the way. We've got what I reckon is probably the, the hardest teaser we've had, or one of them. It's coming up next. And St Mirren fans, I want to hear from you on the retirement of Craig Sampson. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com.
Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. St Mirren fans, let's hear from you. A bit of a surprise one today. Craig Sampson, uh, the club announcing that he's he's retiring and he's moving to Sunderland to be with Jack Ross uh, and on the coaching staff there. So give us your thoughts. I mean, did it come as a surprise? What next in goal? Uh, and what about your, your Craig Sampson memories then? He's been quite a big part of St Mirren over the years. Before we get to that, this teaser. Mm. Wow, what a question this is. I always like to pull out the John Smith ones on a Tuesday Because I know Roger gets really into these At Clyde SSB You can play along on Twitter This is going to take some serious thought So listen clearly And see if you can come up with any of the answers Since 88 12 players have scored in Scotland's top flight Then gone on to play for either Celtic or Rangers But never scored for them since 88, 12 players have scored in Scotland's top flight Then gone on to play for either Celtic or Rangers But never scored for them What about the boy at Hibs that went to Celtic? What do you call him? Oh, this is magnificent What a question, John What do you call him? By the way, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com, please If you've got any good questions, we'd love to have them So send them to fulltime at Clyde1.com Do you need the question again or have you got yeah, the gist? Yeah, give us that again Since yeah. 88, 1988, that is Gordon 12 players have scored in Scotland's top flight And gone on to play for either Celtic or Rangers But they've never scored for them well, Were we talking about one of them there, Ryan Jag? No No What do you call the lad that went to Celtic from Hibs? Front guy Pat no. McGinley No, no Pat scored You're thinking Chris Killen, aren't you? No Mid- well, He's not one anyway midfield type player uh, no, to Celtic? No, I wouldn't worry about that No, okay that's I right. think you're you're barking up the wrong tree uh, I'm not even at a tree That is su- it's such a tough question But listen, I like that sometimes I like to try and, and Who's to say that you're can, meant to get them all right? Can we not just go back to reading the lips? Would you prefer that? Oh, I was good You were good at that, oh, that oh, he was brilliant at it Any from you, Roger? It's not often we stump you like this Andy Gorham Straight out, he's got the trick one He's got the trick one before he gets any of the normal ones, how unbelievable. You, how, how, how's that worked out? You, you were talking about guys. I'm thinking of guys who have, I'm, I'm thinking of guys who have gone from Hibs. Oh, I see. That's you. an incredible. That's incredible. You, you, you give me the. I'm thinking who's gone from Hibs to Celtic and Rangers. Oh, I didn't think you would get that. I mean, he scored didn't he against Morton in yeah. 90, was it 88? Yeah. Pfft, wow, Roger. I, I'm uh, impressed. I am impressed. Andy Gorham is one. You've got 11 more to get. Fantastic. I'm working through the team. I've started with a goalie. I now need to think of the right back. <laughs> right, okay uh, 01419511025 On the phone, St Mirren fans This is probably one for you The club confirming today Craig Sampson's retired He's taken up a coaching role At Sunderland with Jack Ross He's made over 150 appearances For the Buddies Two spells of course And you don't need me to tell you Part of that League Cup winning side In 2013 And the team Which got promoted last season What do you make of it? John is from Paisley What was your reaction John When you heard that news? Oh, very sad today. Very sad to hear about Sammy going away to Sunderland. He's going to a good club, yeah. did it come as a surprise, John? Yes, it does come as a surprise, yeah. yeah. Especially when we're playing in the present time, you know. Mm. Roger, um, that, Roger, John, that, that's the word, isn't it? I think most people, and maybe the people really close to Craig Sampson knew about it, but, but everyone else is sort of, oh, it's a bit of a, you know, kind of a mid-season yeah, that, retirement. Listen, it's, these things happen happened. very quickly. I think Sunderland lost their goalkeeping coach, Jimmy Walker, to Ipswich a couple of weeks ago to hook up with Paul Lambert. They've been looking for somebody. Obviously, Jack had a close relationship with Craig Sampson at the club. I think Craig, he's, you know, he's done his badges. He's, he's been looking 
beyond his career to, you know, to become a goalkeeping coach. And I think when an opportunity as attractive as this came up, it really turned his head. He spoke to Oren Kearney, and Oren Kearney, my understanding is, was you know very, very fair yeah. with him. It will open up an opportunity for Danny Rogers now. Um, I think they signed the lad Dean Linus just before the transfer window closed. So there are a couple of goalkeepers there. Uh, and they'll now get a chance I'm going to go old cynic on you I'm going to channel my inner Hugh Keevans Would it have been harder If St Mirren had been flying Do you think Or is that completely irrelevant um, Listen We don't know You know By flying Do you mean Tony Fitzpatrick Flying in the top four um, Do you mean Mid table I'm know, not struggling security? then Not struggling then um, I don't know I honestly don't know um, I know He was in the last year Of his deal so regardless of whether they've been winning the league or being relegated He only had a, a contract at the end of the season So this gives him and his family a bit more security And it opens up a door to a new chapter in Craig Sampson's career And I think John and all St Mirren supporters will wish him well John, I take it he goes down as a I mean, he's one of the, the legends really If you win the, the League Cup in 2013 And then the, the Championship win last season as well He... I, He'll be held in very high regard in Paisley, I'm sure. That's true. You know, you think of the the, the team I had last year. I say maybe with Jack Russell, was a, a, a total. It was a, a bombshell in Paisley. Then other teams have been left. We lost Morgan, and we lost a few a few players. But the team that they now is absolutely diabolical. Right, uh, Alan Stubbs brought in nine nine players, and they wouldn't have wouldn't have in that team last year. Nowhere near it. Well, John, are you laying the blame totally on Alan Stubbs or is well, Owen Kearney brought in a few when, players when, that's when not worked out? When you manage coming to a club, obviously, normally they, they, they're in here because their last manager has been sacked. Mm-hmm. Right? So Jack Ross went down to Sunderland. Everything's going great. We won the league. We come up here and he brings in nine players. And not one of them, to me, has, uh, has, has, has enhanced the team at all. Yeah, and it shows in the league where we are. Yeah, Jack Ross... Uh, he, he did a terrific job You've got to say But but he never managed In the Premier League With St Mirren So we don't know How that would have gone um, They brought in Alan Stubbs Who has managed um, At clubs And um, It's certainly not worked I, I fear for St Mirren uh, You know this, the, the, They look absolutely dreadful And I don't know If they've got the money In January To strengthen They've lost a very Well they say the manager Will be backed Yeah they've lost A very experienced goalkeeper uh, a bad time um, You don't blame the lad I think everybody Would have made The same decision yeah. um, I think it's got to be A real struggle For St Man. I think the only thing They've got in their favour Is Dundee They're as poor um, John yeah, It looks like Danny Rogers Fills in that Number one role At the moment Or certainly an opportunity For him Is that a, a chance You can see him grabbing I hope so I hope so myself Alan uh, Stubbs He was on BT A couple of weeks ago Before the Hibs Hearts game mm-hmm. And he was asked about the Simon, the Simon job And he made a, a, a comment He had an issue with players And with some of the backroom staff He was only in the ground The club about a month So to me that's, that's turbulence already When a new manager comes in And all of a sudden He's having issues with players And with backroom staff uh, Yeah I mean on John makes a a number of points on the Craig Sampson one Roger we've got tweets as well Harry Millen's on he says sorry to see Sammy go but it makes perfect sense to team up with Jack and James at Sunderland great opportunity for him and he goes with heartfelt thanks from all the Saints fans only a couple of weeks of course after you likened him to Gordon Banks 
on this on this very show. And, oh. and actually, I watched um, a television show on the Sunday night when the commentator repeated the claims. So I was laughing away to myself merrily. There we go. Um, a wonderful performance by him. He's been a great servant to St Mirren, and you're listening to St Mirren fans. They wish him well. They will hope he does well with Jack Ross, James Fowler, and John Potter down there. Sunderland flying near mm. the top of League One. Um, they will go, in my opinion, back into the Championship, and then. The world is an oyster I mean you're talking In the last 30 years 87 obviously stands out Roger But since then For him to be part of The League Cup winning side And the team which Did so well in winning The championship last season That, that puts him right up there Does it not? Of course it does Yeah And you know St Mirren fans There will always have a place In their heart for him um, He's a good guy as well And you would wish him well Clearly Jack Ross Rates his abilities highly He's going to be going down there Working with John McLaughlin Former Hearts goalkeeper Who would have been in the Scotland squad For this trip to Albania Had it not been at Sunderland They've got a huge game against Wickham I think it is On Saturday To try and further their promotion claims To get back up into the Championship So it's a good place to be At the minute Alec Ray talks about it every Saturday The size of crowds That they get down there at the Stadium of Light And you know Under Jack Ross The hope is that they're upwardly mobile again Okay thank you to John St Mirren fan from Paisley Buddies let's hear more from you then Give us your, your well wishes for Craig Sampson Were you surprised when you heard that news today 0141 951 1025 Alright the teaser question is brilliant And I'm looking at, at Twitter here The Michael Michael Dees, Dees Sorry if I've mispronounced that um, And Kevin as well Kevin McTaggart Saying oh I said Andy Gorham first So they're trying to take mm. a bit of credit for that It was a great answer anyway Regardless of who said it We're looking for Since 88 12 players have scored in Scotland's top flight They've gone on to play for Celtic or Rangers But never scored for them Andy Gorham believe it or not is one I'm going to go for Motherwell captain Tom Boyd Mm, let me just go back. Let's, no, actually. Oh, what, what, what about Jack Hendry? No, oh. no. Richard like, Foster. I was, I was thinking current player Foster. Yes. Yes. Richard Foster. Well, listen, you're going well. I said I get the goalie first, so you've now got the right back. And I didn't think right, of a left, left back. back. Well I was thinking current players. Scott Allen. No. Oh, okay. Scott Allen scored for Celtic. No. Has he scored in Scotland's top flight since '88? I don't know, I'm asking you You've got, the, you've got the answers Yeah, I've got the right ones I don't have all the wrong ones I just Le- know he's not on the uh, list Left back, Tosh McKinley why, why are you obsessed with positions? I don't know, it's Roger's leading me down It's got this. nothing to do with it But yeah, Tosh McKinley is one Oh, right Two right. centre backs Played for Hearts, went on to play for Celtic oh. And never scored John Hughes must have scored for Celtic He did Right, okay What about Paul Ritchie? Nope Hmm any centre half there? I can see someone on Twitter as well Talking about the likes of Let me just make sure I, I give credit where it's due Well I say credit It's a It's a wrong answer um, There's a few William Souter is one of them Talking about Paul Slane He's not one um, So You've got oh, Andy Gorham what, Tosh McKinley Richard what Foster What about uh, Darius Adamchuk? Yes Oh Roger Played with Dundee And then went on to play for Rangers Scored for Dundee in the top flight But never scored at all I'll get some more Tayside wins for out of the Rangers. way Gary Boland Yes By the way <sighs> What Again, about the other one, McClelland, Alec Clelland? No. Oh, full of fun. No. Uh, yes. Sorry. Yes. There is a real Tayside connection here. Uh, By the way, that's, that's Alan Johnson. No. All right. Let's park it at the moment. Darius Ajam Damchuk. Easy for me to say. Gary Bolin, Willow Flood, Richard Foster, Andy Gorham, Tosh McKinley. So what's that? Six to go. 
Halfway there Still Halfway 60 there. goals Halfway there though Alex a Motherwell fan on the line Hi Alex Hi how you doing panel Yeah Hi, good Alex, Alex. With regards, I phoned on Sunday uh, straight after the the Rangers Mullow game with my point about Craig Thompson with the handball and uh, we Morales. And I was listening to the program tonight and I see there was a guy on about half an hour ago, John, and he just kind of echoed everything that I said. Mm-hmm. And yet I still think the panel. Uh, it's, see, this, this statement that comes out that people come out with an unnatural position. Now, what is the definition of a natural position for a football player when he's on a park playing football? As a a guy said, as John said earlier on, have you run about with your horns at your side? Because if that's the case, they may as well make kits with pockets in the shorts. They do not think it was a penalty, Alec. Hold on, let's separate the two issues, right? We can get Mm. to whether Alec thinks it was a penalty or not. I'm guessing he doesn't in a Mm. second. Let's address this issue of unnatural position, Roger, because it, it has crept into our football vocabulary and we're not really sure why because it's not mentioned in the rules. In fact, that the handball rule specifically says, and I'm not I'm not saying I don't think it was a penalty at the weekend, I'm just reading the rule, it specifically says the position of the hand does not necessarily mean that there is an offence. So I don't, I don't know how we got into this. I've done it myself a million times. But the, this unnatural position actually... Doesn't matter If you read the rules So why Why does Craig Thompson give it? Oh that's a, that's one for him I'm, now, I'm, I'm just here to read Tom- the rules does, And allow you to Craig interpret Does Craig Thompson think That the extended arm And the arm was extended mm-hmm. The extended arm but you can't no, no, quite no. tackle with your hands at your side. Alec, can I can I then say right? Okay, you've got your opinion, and was, was it John that come on? Had yep, a yep, rant? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fine. It's all about opinions. Your manager actually come out after a game game and said red card, and it was a penalty kick. That's your manager. Alec is allowed to disagree with that. That's okay. I know, but I'm trying to make a point that, you know, you think yeah, it's, it's just a panel that's saying, you know, it was a penalty. Well, he's disagreeing with Stephen Robinson as well, that's yeah, okay. Was, well, he's disagreeing with a lot because he's disagreeing with the referee, yeah. he's disagreeing with the Motherwell manager, and he's disagreeing most importantly uh, with me. Does if it's on the line and an arm is extended like that, yeah. 10 times out of 10, mm-hmm. a penalty is given in yeah. a player's book. So because it was 16, 17 yards out, it's reasonably unusual. For, for that kind of thing But the arm was extended The referee then has a decision to make Does he extend the arm yeah. deliberately Now I, yeah. I agree with Alec You can't slide tackle with your arms at your side Of course you can't But does he think Callum McHugh is putting that arm out there To uh, intercept the ball to, to block the shot To deflect the shot away from his goal I mean, You'd have to assume not wouldn't you I mean is, is that something a player would do in that instance? Is it? I, I, I don't know. But, but like try cl- and stop it with his hand? Cl- clearly Craig Thompson is indicating mm. that he feels something is awry. Stephen Robinson agreed yeah. with the referee that something was awry and, and the yeah. player deserved a yellow card and, and a penalty deserved to be awarded. Mm. I mean, I'll be completely honest. When I saw it, I thought, penalty. I, I, don't, I don't mind admitting that. I thought penalty. It's just interesting when yeah. you look at the rules, though, Roger, there is nothing about unnatural position, which is something that we all... Myself included Have mentioned many times In the past Anyway This is very important Listen up Cash for 
Kids Mission Christmas in partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington. Caring about children in Glasgow and the West. Ah, uh, yes, it is that time of the year again. This Christmas, we need your help once again to ensure children and young people across Glasgow and the West have a better Christmas. With your generosity uh, of you, various organisations, fundraising for Cash for Kids this year throughout our grants during the school holidays, we've provided over 56,000 meals. I'll say that again 56,000 meals to ensure that children have enough to eat. During the school holidays Something that many of us probably take for granted Let's hear a bit about where your money can go to help Sharon is from the Fuse Youth Cafe And let's hear what Sharon had to say on where that money can go Food poverty is More and more of a problem But what we do observe every day When young people are coming into our project Is young people who are actually hungry So Cash for Kids has actually provided that kind of vital support For us to be able to plug that gap and this is where you can help to donate £5. Text the word Clyde to 70808 and every pound you donate goes to help a local child this Christmas. The answers to the teaser are next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to thompsons.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard which means it's time we get some more answers on the full-time teaser. If you've got a good question, send it in. We'd love to use it. Full-time at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need. We'll take all your suggestions, all your questions. I know there's some great trivia out there, so share it with us. This one's been sent in by John Smith, um, and it is a cracker. Since 1988, 12 players have scored in Scotland's top flight and then gone on to play for either Celtic or Rangers, but never scored for them in any competition. Now, I should have said, this is on me. I don't mind holding my hands up. Players currently with the old firm, including the loan players, don't count. So you okay, thought okay. we thought you'd come up with a good one during the break, which was... Malumbu. But he, he's, at, he's at Celtic at the moment, so that doesn't count. Yeah, we didn't know that at the time. <laughs> yeah, until I checked the question. Yeah, please read the question. Right? But you're doing quite well, believe it or not. I thought this was one of the hardest ever, but you've got a few. Darius Adamchuk, Gary Bolan, Willow Flood, Richard Foster, Andy Gorham and Tosh McKinley, which means you're halfway there. Hugh Moan is on Twitter. Uh, he's got one of the tough now, ones. I, I, I know the Mushrooms scored, but I, I'm going to have to say the other ones. Fraser Wishart? Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he scored for Motherwell and Falkirk in the top flight But never for Rangers I forgot he actually played with Rangers I like Ray. Can I just let you in on something here This just shows you that the level of Gordon DL's memory You just said that you can't remember Fraser Playing, with Rangers. playing for Rangers Gordon, Mark and I were playing golf a couple of weeks ago right? And Gordon turned around to Mark Seriously as you like and said Mark, no offence I can't remember you playing for Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what an absolute put down that was. The poor boy, he was crushed. Uh, the mushroom be, could not swing the club. The, the mushroom's old man can't remember Daz playing for Rangers. <laughs> it was crushed. But speaking of which, the Welsh were laughing at him. Let's laugh at you. I mean, you told you told this at the weekend, right? But I honestly think it's so good that it's worth repeating. And Roger hasn't heard it. I want you to tell Roger Hanna because he will dine out on this for months. I want you to tell Roger Hanna about the worst piece of tactical advice you ever received when you went <laughs> to Man City. Well, I've been down on a Thursday, Roger, as you know, for a big transfer, and um, I was sitting in the bus going through London, and we were playing Chelsea at the Bridge, big game, and. The bus pulls in at the bus stop and this guy gets on the bus and I'm looking and I'm thinking, I know this guy's face. So he's sitting in the front of the bus, but I've I've only joined Thursday. I've decided I'm keeping quiet here. So 
As we're getting warmed up Big Billy McNeil manager says I want you to play in the right wing You're playing against Joey Jones Who played with Liverpool and won European Cup He says you'll be terrified eh? You've got great pace You play there So after the warm up come in The coach shouts me over He says come here a minute He says When you're playing there Forget that left back Let him go He says let him worry about you You stay up the pitch So anyway I thought This English game's brilliant You don't have to work back the way So the game goes and I'm having a good game And Big Billy On the other side of the pitch Is giving me what for And I'm thinking What's going on here? So he goes in at half time Big Billy's right at me Nearly grabbing me by the throat You've got to work back the way You've got to track runners I says Gaffer I says The coach told me to stay up the park He went What coach is that? I says That lamp with that coach here Eddie it was Eddie Large out of it on Large, right? He used to come he used to come and sit in the dugout oh and he'd my. wound me up before the game and as cheeky as I could be, I couldn't think of anything. And I says, Gaffer, I says, no disrespect, I says I watched him on TV. He's not coming. <laughs> Only you. The wor- you have the worst facial recognition I've ever Eddie experienced. La- remember Eddie Large? I remember Eddie Large. Every game he sat in the dugout. Anyway, Pauls and Cumbernauld bring some sense back to this, Paul. About the referees, guys. Yes. They're all going on about the... Every walk of life, people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And some people get demoted in their job if they made a bad mistake. The referees, should know how they get demoted a couple of leagues down. Take some money off them and give them a bit more training. That would happen in any walk of life if you did your job right. Well, the only thing, and I'll, people, I'll, but people are going on about the, this new law that's come in. A couple of seasons ago, if you got a red card, you're off. And if the referee missed it, I'd forgot about it. Not sure about that, Paul. Ago, we've had retrospective punishment. We've had retrospective punishment for quite some time now. Is it not better that way? I don't know. I don't know so much. If a, if a red card was missed in the past many years ago, but Paul, that was missed. But Paul, you're a Celtic fan. Let's take this incident in isolation. It, I understand so that, no. You would be phoning, surely you would be phoning tonight to say, I can't believe Dolly Menga has headbutted one of our players and nothing's going to be done about it. Surely this is, like, obviously we, we would prefer it was dealt with at the time, but as we mentioned earlier, is this not the next best thing? I think the referee this season has been horrendous. The one with Patrick Fissel, I think, has been the worst one. Oh, yeah. Because I, 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 the, the, the linesman gives a, a throw in. That I would agree so with you. That, with. The standard of it, they know, is shocking anyway. Roger. Well, you know, we've had a lot of calls Not just Paul, a lot of the calls since 6 o'clock And it's difficult to argue With those who criticise some of these refereeing decisions We're going through one of these spells, Gordon Where it almost seems a weekly thing That referees are making a high-profile error This weekend it's Kevin Clancy Missing a red card for Dolly Menga The week before it was Willie Collum Giving a red card to Daniel Kandias For reasons that are still really unknown to us Earlier in the season it was Stephen McLean over the Jordan Jones diving controversy. There have been, it seems, more than ever before of these. I don't believe in punishing or taking money off people. I don't think you can do that nowadays. But more training, better training for them. Um, any technological assistance we can give them, and I know the expense of VAR and all that, but anything we can do to make the officials' job easier and to help them the words, the other words Stephen Gerrard used about Willie Collum last Friday to help them make more decisions correctly. Thank you to Paul and Cumbernauld. We're going to have to get back onto this teaser because you've got a lot of work to do since 88 12 players have scored in the top flight 
Then gone on to play for Rangers or Celtic But never scored for them In any competition And it doesn't include players Who are still there Even if they're out on loan We've, We got one The Airdrie manager Ian Murray Yes Ian Murray What Great about what Played with Hibs and then Rangers Didn't score for Rangers though What about Stephen Presley? No What about Elvis Presley? Not even dignifying that with a response Marvin Andrews? No Mm, there must be a One, few. two, three What we've got four to get? Yeah, I think we've still got four to get Yeah, four to get uh-huh. What uh, positions? Two Celtic, two Rangers What positions? No more goalies, are there? There are no more uh, No, there are no more goalies, I don't think No, that was just a wee trick one thrown in there I think mm. Right, I'm going to have to start giving you the clubs Right okay, okay. Falkirk mm-hmm. And Rangers Falkirk and Rangers Rangers 2007 to 2009 Falkirk just before that also had spells at uh, Alan Gow Yes Oh Roger Doesn't Ray. need many clues Roger Hanna no. Next one is Hibs and Celtic There's a Hibs, another Hibs and Celtic connection there A defender from the early 2000s Ulrich Lawson mm-hmm. Oh Roger See when, when you point him in the right direction There's, mm-hmm. there's no going back right I Two was, more I've, I've got a friend who said I'm not having that Ulrich Lawson He's got women's shoulders which I thought was the, the most bizarre, bizarre very criticism I had ever heard. We don't have time. Aberdeen and Celtic, and we're going eighties, and then slightly into the nineties. Aberdeen then Celtic played for Aberdeen seventy nine to eighty nine, so a well established Aberdeen player from seventy nine to eighty nine. Then Celtic eighty nine to ninety two. Defender. I'll just tell you this one because we're out of Give time. Give the initial J H. John Hewitt. Yep. And Aberdeen 90 to 95 And then Rangers 95 to 98 Who would this guy be? Mitchell S.W. Stephen Worrell Stephen Wright Stephen Wright Stephen Wright You are right Well done Gordon Deal. We got there in the end Thank you to Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, The calls, the tweets And you listening is very much appreciated as always, we're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock in the company of Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. We're going to be joined by Tony Watt later on in the programme as well, but stay where you are. Callum Gallagher is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.